Hi, I'm Tammy Bragg, and thank you for joining us on the Profitable Passions podcast. You'll hear real stories from real women exploring their passions and turning them into profits. They'll share how they got started, what they do, how they do it, and who they work with. And they'll share some great insights that you can use to get started in your own business that you'll love. I know it's hard to figure out what you want to do and who you want to serve. And as women, it's hard to look at ourselves and say we're good at this or that. And we totally undervalue our worth, our skills, and our talents. And a lot of times we're just afraid to get started. But we're our own worst enemies. It's time to break those chains and get out there and just do it. And if you need a boost of confidence, a quick tip, or amazing advice, you've come to the right place. Now, let's find out how we can help you create your profitable passions business. Hi guys, we have a very special guest today. Her name is Buckso, and she has been a singer, an actor, a voiceover artist, and now a relationship transformational coach and mentor who also uses a technique called access bars to help clear your mind of access baggage and negative thoughts. As an actress, she's appeared in British soaps and international films, most notably in Disney's Aladdin in 2019 with Will Smith. For the last 10 years, she's been an avid networker and presenter for many business events. In fact, if you Google Buxo, which is B-U-C-K-S-O, you'll find tons of great articles about her accomplishments. However, everything she's done has led Buxo back to her love for helping others achieve their soul's desire. This is a big part of her why. She's been called empowered, confident, hardworking, strong, but it isn't something she was handed on a platter. In fact, she'll tell us her story of perseverance and persistence. Buxo believes success comes from your inner confidence. That's why she's dedicated to supporting women to feel empowered to who they need to be. So a lot of her work is helping you fix your foundations first. Her coaching style is based on trust and understanding combined with her experience and expertise. The most common thing she hears is, my business isn't performing well, when really it's not the business that's the issue, it's actually you. Through her coaching, she'll be the one to push you when you need it and to help you get out of your own way and become the best version of you. I'm excited to have her on, and I know this is going to be an exciting episode. So today we're here with Buxo. She's in the Midlands in the UK, and she is a bar practitioner. She does access consciousness, empowering people to know what, that they know. So Buxo, tell me a little bit about your story and, and what, it, what a BARS practitioner is, too. I'm, you know, maybe you could start with your story and then tell us a little bit more about um, this fascinating um, practice that you do. Sure thing. Thanks for uh, having me on as well, Tammy. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, my name is Buxo. I am based over in the Midlands in Derbyshire, a rather picturesque part of the UK, and uh, I'm 47 years old. I'm married and I've got 18-year-old twins and I haven't always been involved with access consciousness. It's something that has been a part of my 20-year, 22-year, actually probably longer than that actually, I would say 27-year journey on uh, my quest to search for more spirituality. And this started out back in um, when I was 20 and I started to visit mediums and psychics and whatnot because I was constantly looking externally for answers that I couldn't 
um, get any sort of answers from within my family, my life that I had at the time. And I'm a middle, pa- middle child of six children and uh, first generation immigrant parents that were uh, Indian from the Punjab. So my parents came over 60 years ago to the UK. And so, of course, I was brought up in quite a restricted household because my parents obviously were trying to forge a living in a country that they didn't actually understand. And so when I pop along at 16, 15, saying, hey, I want to be a singer, I want to be an actor, to my dad, he was quite, um, well, well, it wasn't going to happen because he was here trying to function in a foreign country and then you've got a daughter that's popping up and saying she wants to be all sorts of things on the entertainment world, which really was never going to be something I could achieve because he didn't know where to turn to to get that help. So I kind of put that to bed. But I always had a secret desire to be involved in the entertainment industry, which is something I did end up doing 20, 30 years later, actually. No, actually, 25 years later. Um, when I turned 40, uh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself, 37, mm-hmm. I, my twins my twins were th- uh, seven years old at the time, six years old. And I quite chance, quite by chance, had the opportunity to get into the industry through way of introduction by a friend of mine to a chap that was setting up his agency. And uh, I went along and saw him, auditioned for him rather badly, but <laughs> he, did take, he did take me on. And uh, so my last 12 years I've spent in the industry as an actor has been because this chap took um, a chance on me. And I did drama and music at school and I really enjoyed singing and I knew I'd got the creative streak in me, but I hadn't got any sort of avenues to go down. Back in those days in the 80s, a person of colour wasn't really represented very well on TV in the UK. So I didn't really have any option but to just plod along in life and be told what to do and when to do it. And I struggled with that a lot up until the age of 25, 26, when I broke away from my family and uh, and in in all senses of the word, because I chose to marry a chap that wasn't of my uh, culture. So I married an English chap and... um, that was really the the beginning of the end of my relationship with my family and all my culture and everything that I'd grown up to become and understand and my who I was, my identity, all gone overnight. So that resulted in me starting the search for mm-hmm. some solace somewhere. Um, what was this all about? How was I going to function in life? And I went through all of that process for the last 22 years on my own, really. And so... When it came to doing the acting, it was a bittersweet sort of moment because I couldn't share it with anybody. I couldn't say to my dad, look, I've done it, you know, see, I knew I'd be able to do it. So it was a very much like a, a double-edged sword uh, with it all because it wasn't something I fully and totally embraced being able to do. But I've done it and I you know, have done for the last 12 years. And then, of course, um, my most notable work to date would be Aladdin, the Disney film. Uh, which I appeared yeah so that was out last year I filmed that a couple of years ago and that's only only then did I realize or feel that I'd actually arrived or deserved to be there because of course having had no qualifications leaving school and certainly not doing any drama school or anything like that I felt very much the imposter waiting for somebody to call me out Mm -hmm. and I spent most of the 12 years feeling that way 
But I have to say, once I did do that film and, you know, standing alongside Will Smith, I did actually feel a certain sense of arrival. Yeah. Finally, you know, my ship's come in. I think I'm going to be okay. And I think I'm quite happy to say that I am an actor. And yes, I've... um, not been to drama school so and what <laughs> it was almost like I was happy to stand there with my chest out about it but yeah. um in turn obviously for the last five what say no three years I when I first came across bars I uh, was very much in the throes of the acting world but not getting much work mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is to do as with anything is a lot to do with the type of individual you are what you've gone through and how you perceive things. And of course, when one goes into a, a situation where you are interviewed or auditioning, mm-hmm. you are prone to fall into this little whirlpool of self-doubt and uh, uncertainty and insecurity, you know, and it happens all the time because, you know, you're up against other people. And I didn't have that, I've got to be honest, because I wasn't sort of indoctrinated at drama school with all of this they're your competition. Uh, mm. The next person, you know, don't speak to people in audition rooms. They're your competition. And all of this creating the animosity around that uh, mindset was all not my, not my thing at all. And so when it came across the bars and I had a session, I realized that something had changed inside me. Something had shifted. I wasn't thinking the way I was thinking before. I tried to think of that stuff, but I wasn't thinking that way. I couldn't... Um, recall those emotions that I'd been feeling before in auditions I tended to go in there with a little bit more of a bounce in my step um less uncertainty more um nonchalance not through a disrespect but just like you know what it doesn't matter I'm here this is so good I'm so grateful to be here gratitude became easier the ability to show gratitude became so much easier because I wasn't bombarding it with all other useless thoughts. So I would just sit there and revel in the moment of being called in to, you know, see these people and how grateful was that out of everybody that's probably gone forward. I'm actually through the door to be able to see them, you know, and see things for the beauty and what they were. And so thereafter, I decided to become a practitioner and constantly had my balls around as often as I possibly could. Unfortunately, in the UK, not as forward thinking as most of Europe so mm-hmm. it's a bit more of a harder slog to get people involved and have a bar session I mean when you have a session the um, worst case scenario is that it feels like the most amazing massage because of what how you feel afterwards and how relaxed you are you know but the best case scenario is it's life-changing and that's thereafter when I started to get the um, the roles in Aladdin and quite high profile programs in the UK and international films so I knew that there was something in this it wasn't coincidental at all because nothing else changed in my life nothing else had changed except bars access bars had come into my life so I unfortunately can't do it on myself mm-hmm. so you Aww. are very, very reliant yeah you are very reliant on other people doing it for you so you yeah. have to find somebody yeah to swap yeah. Mm-hmm. you know somebody to swap uh, swap with you so that's something that happens once a month, about an hour away from me. So, um, yeah, I do make sure I turn up for that. But it's it's a fascinating concept. It really is. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it is and, and how you practice it? 
Yeah. So the person lays down or sits up if they want to. It's more comfortable to lie down so you can totally relax. There is, um, you, you, you kept, you know, put a blanket on you because you are probably prone to get quite chilly throughout the process. So you put a blanket on you. You're asked to remove your watch because people have been known to give this session treatments and watches have stopped due to the energetic electrical energy that's going through the body at the time. Um, I've yet to happen. I've yet to have that happen. I have not had anybody's watch stop, but I don't take the chance. Um, <laughs> and then uh, no music. We don't play any music during the session. It is very much about, however strange that seems, it is very much about making sure that you don't create any sort of, um, what's the word? Mm, false brainwaves through relaxing music because all that does is relaxes the brain into uh, a state which won't necessarily have their brain chatter going on and that's mm -hmm. only very superficial and uh, momentary so we want you to be thinking about this that and the other we want you to be thinking about those things subconsciously which you are unfamiliar with and don't remember but mm -hmm. are still swimming around in there because it's very similar to having your computer defragged you know, when you can press control or delete, when you delete your files, it might go from your system, but they're still stored in the hard drive. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what it is with the brain. So what those, the bar session does is deletes the hard drive. It mm -hmm. clears up the whole brain area of any latent uh, space that's been taken up by latent thoughts, you know. Mm -hmm. So the process starts and you start off with the back of the ear on each side, you hold that position uh, for at least 15 minutes. You can hold these positions for as long as you want to, but it's beautiful for the person having it done, but not so interesting for the individual having to have the hand in that position for so long. <laughs> some of the positions do stretch the fingers out quite a bit. And then you'll move on to each um, different position around the ears, across the middle of the head, around the back of the head, across the forehead, around the eyes and you're holding them positions for at least four minutes. Again, you can hold them as long as you like, but at least four minutes for each one. So the session takes about 15 minutes an hour. And that person could be talking at the same time if they want to. You as the person delivering don't necessarily have to speak, but if they want to talk about something, it's invariably something that needs to be talked about. And hopefully whilst getting the session done, it can delete that thought process from the brain if it's no longer serving a purpose. A lot of people are confused about it deleting memories. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to do with that at all. It's about those thoughts that do not serve a purpose that can be invoked through a smell. The, mm -hmm. the, you know, the ones that can be uh, a piece of music comes on or you could be just doing something, an activity, and it suddenly pops into your head. It might be triggered by anything or anybody. Mm -hmm. And invariably, it's not serving a purpose if it's a negative thought. Obviously, mm -hmm. memories are totally different to that. So... You could be talking about something that's been a constant issue in your life, a thorn in your side. And after a session, I've been known to speak to individuals after and say, so can you remember what we were talking about before we started the session? And they genuinely can't. They cannot recall what it was because mm -hmm. I get the person to bring them thoughts up by just having a conversation that will lead them into the area that's most sort of prevalent for them at the time and what's presenting for them there and then, and then we'll leave it suspended, the conversation, and say, right, we'll crack on then, and uh, we get on with the session, and invariably uh, delete, because that person is going to carry on thinking about that thing, mm -hmm. because they stopped the conversation midway. 
So this is what I do personally. Not everybody does it the same way. You can also have something running in the background on YouTube, which is uh, all Access Bars um, Foundation put a lot of stuff on YouTube. And there are a lot of clearing statements that go on as well. And they're explained in detail. And you could have that being played in the background whilst you're having a session done. So A, it's interesting for me to watch something, uh, listen to something, and B, it could trigger something for the person's brain that they don't know about necessarily, but it can be dissipated then during the session. So around money blocks, a lot of things around the money blocks can be done as well. Statements are made, affirmations, but in a way that is confusing to the brain because logic does not have a place in access bars. So trying to think logically is not what it's all about. It's about trying to remove the need to have logic, which is basically ego, telling you what to do and how to be. You want to remove that element out of your mind and you want to basically live with a mind so open that you don't limit yourself by giving yourself a goal or necessarily a end a target or results that you're trying to achieve for. I mean, a lot of people would argue with that and say, well, how are you supposed to go anywhere with any direction? And it's like, well, you don't necessarily need to have you don't need to necessarily have a direction. Uh, sorry, you've got the direction, but you don't need to necessarily need to give yourself a limitation. So if somebody says, how much money would you like to earn a month? Oh, at the very, very least, £10,000 a month would be fantastic. Anything, you know, but what else is possible? You know, how does it get better than that? I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. And having that conversation so that your brain doesn't limit you to just earning 10,000. Because if you say, I'd like to aim for that, you're never going to try any further than that, are you? No. You're never going to try to go any further than that. And then you've got to set new goals <clears throat> every time. So it's living a life of limited possibility, unlimited possibilities. Wow. That is just so fascinating. It's just, uh, I could see how that could really help. Um, well, not only just entrepreneurs, but anybody that's gotten negativity in their life that's trying to overcome that and you know or bad experiences you know from childhood or even as adults and they need to have that reset um and you know it's really hard to reset your your negative thoughts yourself a lot of times that's why we go and get counselors and therapists exactly and the thing is you know the beauty of this and with any therapy in my opinion shouldn't be about the need to dissect this incident that continues to play out in your mind. It's not about the need to understand it and why did it happen? It's irrelevant. How do we stop that being a part of your life going forward? How do we stop it being something that you are limited by? That's, that should be the question. It's happened. That's the fact. It's happened. Now, how are we going to prevent it from affecting your life? Well, let's get rid of it. You know, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it's, hey, snap my fingers, it's gone. It's not about that. It's about working on there because really to have a couple of sessions a week for the first six weeks is the best way to do this. And I mean, I, like I say, throughout the whole session at the time, you know, the, for me, I get a lot of energy passing through, a lot of twitching, getting very chilly, very cold as uh, it passes through, you know, to the point where you need two or three blankets on you. You know, it's, it, that's for me anyway, that's how I felt. A lot of people feel differently. They, they get really hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of folks say, is it like Reiki? I suppose it could be seen as being similar to Reiki. 
mm-hmm. in the sense of what it does to you on a physiological sense, but it's like a massage, you know? It does the mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, there have been research done where people are doing... Uh, there's, a bit, there's actually been a white paper released on it. Dr. Uh, Fanin, F-A-N-I-N, he's got a YouTube video where he has talked about the white paper that's been created and it talks about the uh, brain activity between individuals who have had a session and they show the brain activity before and then they show the brain activity afterwards and all the red that was in there has disappeared there's just the greens and the yellows which is a you know a relaxed state of mind and apparently there's been also a study done where half a group did kundalini yoga for four hours half the group had a bar session done measured the brainwave activity thereafter and the brain activity was similar to them who'd done kundalini for four hours to those people yeah so what it does is just amazing it really is i can't i defy anybody who's had a session to say that they didn't feel anything in the way of you know relaxation or sleeping better or you know I think you've talked me into finding a, a local bars practitioner because that's, I mean, it just sounds oh, like should. it's so amazing. <laughs> you should. The unfortunate thing is you can't do it remotely. Yeah. It can't be done remotely. But you can actually have, like with my coaching, because I'm actually, um, I do the bars, obviously, as one arm of my business. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm also a, a relationship coach that uh, does sort of diamond transformation with mm-hmm. my uh, clients and basically that's come from that's come from lockdown to be honest because obviously mm-hmm. as an actor I've been doing nothing for five months oh, so wow. I've sort of re-resurrected my life coaching certification that I did last year and since losing my dad in January this year I realized that something happens to us I feel this is my findings this is something that I've sort of channeled I'm an intuitive um mm-hmm yeah coach so i found since this has happened that i think that when some when the end of something comes for people when somebody comes to the end of their job that they've always loved or coveted they come to the end of parenthood because the kids have flown the nest they come to the end of a relationship they come to the end of uh, you know somebody's life has gone they've lost a loved one the ending of that the grief that comes from all of that any sort of grief like that i feel it flicks a switch inside of us and that switch is flicked because it's there to recalibrate our inner satnav that allows us to navigate the path of our soul's true purpose. So for me, a lot of us, you know, right, not rightly or wrongly, miss that opportunity because we bury our head into work, we bury our head into booze, we bury our head into drugs, we bury our head into anything, overeating. You know, we, do, so we start to do things to excess, to numb the pain of that grief, or to take that grief away from us, but actually, it was a gift. That that was a gift in itself, because the golden nugget is the switch that's flicked inside of you. Something's changed in you, and I guide people through that, because for me, I know then, that is what unearths the diamond in within, within us. That's to be taken and mined, and create, and show those other facets of you that you've hidden, or didn't realize existed so you can shine in your true brilliance that you indeed are because since i mean within the sikh which is what i am sikh indian culture 
we are cremated. A lot of people have cremations, but it's a given in our culture. And I've also come to know that people make jewellery out of the ashes of their loved ones thereafter as a keepsake. And uh, many of them are diamonds that have been grown because once we're cremated, did you know it only takes a gram of carbon from those ashes to grow a diamond? No, wow. Yeah. So why is it, why do we have to die in order to reveal the diamond that's within us? Oh, God. Yeah. It's powerful. Oh my it's gosh. It's powerful stuff, you know? It really and this, is. Yeah. So that's why I knew. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> this is exactly what I want you to feel because it's just too connected, you know? It's too connected. And from my father's passing, we didn't have a great relationship, like I say, because I, I married out of the culture. So for 22 years, we haven't had a great relationship. But again, it taught me something that, irrespective of that, which is why I've specialized in relationships in my coaching, you see, because mm-hmm. I've got a lot of experience about different relationships throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And just because that happened with my dad, I was still, you know, there's so much more came to light for me after he passed away. So many more questions. I thought I was spiritual before, and then this happened, and I was like, whoa, what is this I'm feeling? Where are these questions coming from? Oh my gosh. I don't think I would have been capable of that had I not been involved in bars. I don't. I don't think I would have been capable of that sort of thinking, that accessing of my consciousness. I don't think I would have been able to access the consciousness that is within all of us, you know? It's in all of us. We're too busy externalizing our uh, wants and desires, looking externally for things that will bring us peace. But actually, it's all in us. We've just got to have somebody help us to unearth that diamond which shows and reveals so many more facets of us that would bring fulfillment and allow you to travel your soul's true purpose. You know, that is a, surely that's the ultimate in life, isn't it? To be able to live in oh the life of your soul's true purpose. That's I mean, just, wow. Um, you didn't expect you didn't expect this conversation, did you, Tammy? I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Do, I should, but I wanted the effect. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just, I mean, it really does. I mean, just having that conversation, just thinking about being a diamond in the rough, and like, you know, just being polished, you know. Exactly. And exactly. Just, I mean, that brings tears to my eyes because that. I mean, I'm sure that's going to do that for a lot of the listeners because we're all we're all searching for that. Yeah. Because we just need to yes. be polished off, you know, until we all. can shine. That's all. We know a diamond in the rough isn't attractive to look at, you know? So maybe you are that person that looks in the mirror and sees yourself a certain way, or you think of yourself a certain way, you know? And if you're in the rough, you need polishing up, you know, you need unearthing. And what is it that's going to do that? It's these things that happen to us that create a trauma in our life where we feel we can't go on or we know this isn't good for us, but we're burying our head in the sand. We are constantly, you know, looking to avert the emotion that's coming from, you know, that feeling when you think about it, you know, when you're feeling that bereft, the bereftness of a situation that's been taken away from you, whether it is that loved one in your life or whether it is that job that you thought defined you, you know, or that relationship that you were codependent in. You know, everything happens and that is a, such a golden opportunity to look where our, and it's helped people to find that out, you know, for themselves. Where should I be now? 
you think you're doing this for this, this and this reason, but you've got that unsettled feeling inside where you just don't want to do this job anymore. You don't want to be in this relationship anymore. You don't want to be paying, playing lip service to family members anymore. You know, how do I get out of that? I help mm-hmm. people to do all of that. I help people to show them how they can do that. And all it needs is support and direction. Yeah, and there's so many women that um, they let all of those past experiences and those fears, you know, even even family experiences, your mom or your dad, kind of like all of those, the baggage that they might have given to you as a child or that, you know, you had, um, you know, someone tell you that you weren't worth it or you weren't pretty enough or, you know, just something this that, is, you know. Yeah, this is exactly, I mean, you know, I have absolute respect that's one thing I definitely had for my parents was absolute respect because of what they made of their lives coming to a country like they did 60 years ago where they were not you know made very welcome and ignorance truly was bliss for them at the time because it's probably better that they didn't know how they were really being thought of and treated and they weren't educated in that respect but my dad was very much a grafter very much a grafter worked 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 he'd have got three jobs if it meant food was on the table and I think that's something that I've carried with me as well. That feeling of doing whatever is necessary in order to achieve your ambitions and dreams. And I think all too often we are looking at things to be handed to us. And self-employed individuals, even now, there's a whole uh, talk that I do about that. And this is another nugget that I've learned from my dad. When he came to this country, if something wasn't, if he wasn't bringing enough money in, like now we've had this COVID lockdown. Okay, different situation. You can't work anywhere. You can't get money from anywhere. That's different. But you know, when business isn't going too well and not enough money's coming in, he'd go and get another job. Mm-hmm. He'd go and work. He didn't ask things. He says, where can I go? He'd ask in the community. What's happening? I'm not bringing in much money or whatever. What do I need to do? Oh, this is going on. Oh, I'll have some of that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, woe is me. My business is crap. This is rubbish. Oh God, I'm rubbish. It wasn't any of that. They didn't even mm-hmm. entertain them thoughts. It was like, we need to survive. How are we going to function? You know, we've got six Mm -hmm. miles to feed. So I think we are spoiled in the Western Mm -hmm. world to think that if business goes a bit sloppy, you sit back and you just wring your hands over it instead of taking bloody action, you know? So this, I feel very passionately about that and uh, people taking responsibility. And if you haven't been given a chance throughout life to show your ability to respond which is basically responsibility. If you've never been given your, or given your child the opportunity to show how they respond to situations by putting them in there instead of rescuing them every two minutes because you don't want them to struggle like you did, it's, you know, you have to come to a point where you discern helping them here or setting them up for failure, you know? Most of the time, when I ask other people, you'd constantly say that. You're not even got any, you haven't even got any qualifications left school. How are you going to do that? You know, you're bloody thick. That's what he'd say to me all the time. You know, and then if it wasn't that, it was my weight. Oh, boxer, because in the culture, getting you married off, you know, they'd have to marry like for like. So, you know, if I'd have gone down that path, I'd have ended up with Danny DeVito with no education. (laughs) (laughs) You know, very funny, but not... (laughs) Oh, goodness. I love it. <laughs> enough for me to keep uh, to marry. You know, I'm not all myself. I'm five foot three, so I would have ended up with somebody the same height and same level of intelligence. But um, academic intelligence has <laughs> made me question a lot of things about things that I should have asked him about at the time. And that's in the eulogy during the funeral. My sister couldn't. Them, they were forty once. They were twenty five once. 
that, that's the thing it's the whole concept of finding out who you are you find out even more about who you are when you speak to your parents instead of seeing them as this entity that floats around moaning at you about your, your, your bedroom or coming in late or what you're eating or who you're hanging out with or giving you money. You know, they are human beings and this is something that we are all guilty of doing. And, you know, our own kids can become guilty of seeing us as entities and things that just get in the way instead of the human beings that we actually are, you know? Wow. That's just, I mean, it's so great. I, I just, I feel like you've just got so much um, knowledge. Say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and no, it's, all, it's great. Yeah. And it's, this is it. it it's, it's all from years of uh, perceived adversity. There was adversity in my life, but you know what? As a result of that, I've ended up being who I am today. So I wouldn't really wish for anything less. And that's what I do say to people. Um, yeah. Never, ever wish for an easy life. Never, never wish for an easy life. Embrace the adversities. Because the more, um, well, I won't swear, but the more poop you go through, the more poop you go through, the more crap you go through, the better because get your you know get your life's worth of crap out the way while you're younger so you can really bask <laughs> yeah so you can really bask in the glow of the sunset of your life you know oh gosh I mean oh my gosh that's another I'm just that's so profound you know because we do go through so much and we just think oh woe is me and things and it's yes. not it, you have yes. to go through the failures of life and the exactly. hard knocks you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do. I champion that thing, you know, and I encourage all my clients to see the beauty in the situation as well, because that is where, as a human being, who basically is just the um, the case in which the soul travels, you know, it, it, that's the only way you can evolve and really seek, uh, find that um, inner peace that you're looking for in life. It comes from having these adversities and seeing the beauty in them every time and what it is that it taught you. What is it that I've learned from this, you know, rather than uh, what, how it affected you adversely. The focus, it's all about the focus, isn't it? Where do you put your focus on how bad it made you feel or what it taught you? And that's the thing, you know, it's, um, I feel anxiety is also something that can be helped by thinking differently, especially with the bars, it's helped people with anxiety, ADHD, autism, kids as well. It's it's really benefited them, children. It's a fascinating topic. I um I didn't give it much credence in the way of time and energy. I just went for the treatments myself, and I didn't do much in the way of doing it on other people because I loved having it done for myself so much. But since lockdown, I've reassessed the whole concept of what I'm doing and what I've got to do. And for me, it's that thing it's all about the diamond in you <laughs> it is a group there is a group that i run called um on facebook called reveal the real in you and uh, it started out uh, uh, being called it's all about the diamond in you but i think it's about because if the diamond in you you know it's real it is real diamonds are meant to be real they're not meant to be fake so if there is a diamond in you it's going to be real so reveal the real you i love it don't be scared don't be scared, don't be concerned, because what we do with, I'll give you this one acronym that we use within the world of access bars that I use in my coaching, is the acronym is JAIL, J-A-I-L, mm-hmm. and that stands for judgment, agenda, intention, and lies. And oh, wow. if you create that into a little square, that's a JAIL, they're the four bars around you. You live a life of judgment. What is your agenda? What is your intention? 
as a result of your agenda? What lies do you tell yourself to allow yourself to keep living in this square jail? You know, what are you telling yourself? What are the lies that you tell yourself about your uh, intention behind the agenda that you have around the judgment that you choose to live in? Wow. You know, whether it be on other people or yourself. I mean, this is a massive topic. I could talk till the cows come home, as they say in the UK. Um, <laughs> oh, we say that too here in the US. Do you? <laughs> yes, we say it all the time. Um, well, let me ask you this. Like, if someone wanted to get into um, bars, where would they go to learn more about it so that they can... You can, you can go to accessconsciousness.com. That is a website. And it will tell you about all the people near you that practice it and you can also look at all the uh, the app they've got an app access consciousness app and they have lots of um, meditative downloads on there which uh, talk um, in very much in the access bars language let me just clarify one thing the statements that they say do not make sense and that is the whole point because what you want to do is create chaos in the mind you want your brain to be confused so that it doesn't default to your old programs of thinking so if you're in a situation for instance where something fantastic is happening and you you can't believe you look what you would say is how does it get better than this you're asking your brain to juggle around and find me uh, the answer and it'll come from your intuition whatever you want to call it your inner knowing, your consciousness. Well, why didn't you try this? You know? And if you're in a bad situation where you feel that you're really struggling and like, God, you know, people ask themselves, God, could it get any worse than this? Instead of thinking that, what you're supposed to think of, again, is the same. Okay, we're in a very dire situation. How does it get better than this? What you're asking your brain to do is find a way of how to get out of it. Rather than sitting there, continually mulling over how crap it is, how rubbish is this? Gosh, can it get any worse than this? Oh, I'll show you how it gets worse than this. That's what you're asking your brain to do, and it'll show you how it gets worse than this. And that's wow. how you end up in this constant spiral of uh, dark, you know, holes that people go into these black holes because they perpetuate it with the mind and the way they're thinking. I mean, it turns mindset on its head, really. Wow. The concept of mind, full mind, mind, mindset and whatnot. I tackle mindset from this way. You've got to change your language. And it's not necessarily as simple as saying, instead of saying, oh, I'm so rubbish at this. You know, people say, oh, don't say that. Why don't you say, I'm maybe not so good at this, but I'm going to get better. I mean, who's going to say that? It's not how you're programmed to speak. But it's okay to acknowledge that you are struggling with that situation. And then what you say thereafter is, okay, how do I get better at this? What am I missing? What is it in this moment now? What am I not getting that's right? What's right about this that I'm not getting? And that in itself is going to confuse the brain because it's like, what, what did she just say? And yeah. that's good because your brain isn't going to go to a old thought process or that inner critic. Why don't you give up? You may as well forget it now. I wouldn't bother with that. Why are you bothering? That's where it would go, you see, automatically. Whereas if you sit there and say, right, this isn't working out for me. What's right about this that I'm not getting? What is right about this that I'm not getting? Wow. You know, it's that thing. It's just flipping a word. Instead of saying, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I getting this? It's like, well, what's right about this I'm not getting? What is the right way to do this that I'm not getting? 
you know, and then your brain will scramble around and find the answer for you or give you that clarity. But if it's full of old thoughts and those things that you haven't got rid of through a bar session, then you're not going to find it. So it goes hand in hand. You have the bar sessions done and then you start to allow yourself to think in this flipped way. Then the answers come to pass, you know, and people who struggle to meditate have benefited from having bars because it takes your brain into a meditative state anyway from the brainwave activity. So, yeah, it's fascinating. It really is, Tommy. I think it would go hand in hand with, you know, anybody that wants to kind of get into yoga or uh, Reiki. Like, I mean, it kind of goes, yeah, I mean, it just, it seems like it would be a natural progression to kind of, you know, especially if you want to go into life coaching or different things and to learn this, this, this craft that, um, you know, most people don't know about that seems like it's so powerful and it could help so many people. So many people. I mean, like I say, I can't do the bars on people over Zoom, but I certainly do use the concept for my coaching. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy. Like, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, they can go to my website, which is, I'm sure you'll share the details. Yes, I was the, actually going to ask, ask you, how do they find you? Yeah, they can contact me on my website, which is booksodw. That's B-U-C-K-S-O-D-W dot com booksodw.com or on facebook i'm on there as well as actor and resilient transformation coach on facebook page i'm on there as well you can find me on there and also on instagram as just bookso the Um, whole two words just bookso just bookso okay i'll put those links um in the bio in the uh, the show notes below yes um and also what was your let me ask you again what was the uh the site that if they want to go to your um your group on facebook what was the the name there oh the group the group of the facebook the name of the facebook group is reveal the real in you reveal the real in you i love it well, Buxa, yeah. thank you so much for taking oh. some time today to talk to me um, and to the listeners. Uh, your story is just so great. Um, thank you, Tommy. I just, it's been a lovely conversation. And, um, you know, and so that they, were, they know, again, you were also in Aladdin that, yes. was, that was released three years ago. It was. No, it was released last year, 2019. Last year. Yeah, it was okay, out last year. Yeah. Great. And so, yeah, the new Aladdin film. But you can see all of my... There's a link on my website at the bottom. It says click here to see all of the work that I've done. So you can see it all on my actor directory on something called Spotlight over in this country. Yeah. Thank you, Tammy. Well, thank you very much. Um, And, you know, I'd like to have you back sometime and maybe even we can do something together. Um, Absolutely. uh, That would be wonderful because I just, I love talking to you and hearing your story and you're just so such a powerful woman I, I love it thank you thank and you. I'm from our listeners too that I'm sure there's going to be lots of aha moments and inspiration from this talk thank you thank again you. thanks Tommy thank you so much for tuning in today I hope you found some great insights in this episode you'll find our guest information links and bio in the show notes and on our website profitablepassions.com I'm Tammy Bragg, and I hope you'll listen to future episodes as we have more great stories from incredible women who want to share their journeys with you. So we can attract more awesome guests. We would appreciate it if you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and tell your friends about it. Thanks again for listening to the Profitable Passions podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.